Welcome to Evangelism on Fire podcast. My name is Mark Thomas, an ordained pastor, a teacher of the best-selling book of all time, your host, and most importantly, your evangelism coach. Every episode, I bring you an inspiring message to help you live the most exciting life God has created you to live by actively sharing your faith in Jesus with others. I believe in the power of the gospel and the potential of all Christians to live out the mission of the Great Commission. I believe the best way for Christians to grow is to go. It's time for a revolution in every Christian's life around the world so that every person everywhere around the world can hear the gospel of Jesus Christ from a friend or family member through one-on-one evangelism. I'm so thankful for our time together today. I absolutely love spending time with you, Evangelism on Fire Nation. I believe this podcast will truly inspire you, and I believe it will inspire so many people that you know. And if you're inspired and feeling moved to share this, then please message some friends, post this on social media, and let people know about this episode so we can get this message out there more. I appreciate you and everyone listening right now. And a quick reminder, I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast, to rate it, to review it, spread the word on social media and spread the message of evangelism on fire forward. OLS Coffee is a traveling barista in the Richmond area serving espresso and specialty beverages. Our menu is extensive and unique and changes based on the season. At Coales Coffee, we know you can get coffee just about anywhere. That's why we make it a point to distinguish ourselves apart from the rest. Coales is fueled by a vibrant energy combined with a love for people. We cherish our community and never lose sight of what's important to us, which is God and a united community. We're here to serve you, not only nourishment for the body, but nourishment for the soul. We are a faith-based company who donates 10% of our earnings to local churches and organizations to further spread the love of God and grow his kingdom. This is the foundation of who we are. Throughout Richmond, you will find us at festivals, sporting events, concerts, and private events. Think about having coffee for your next business meeting, party, or even during your wedding. Check out our website to see where we'll be next. Coalescoffee.com. That's C-O-A-L-E-S-C-E coffee.com. J.C. Rao once said, a converted man does not wish to go to heaven alone. Today's verse of scripture is 1 Peter 3.15. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. This is your host, Mark Thomas. Welcome to part three of active lifestyle of evangelism. Here's the second part of our challenge time today, continued from last week's episode, episode 166. If you haven't heard episodes 165 and 166, make sure to catch those episodes so you can get a full understanding of today's episode. And oh my goodness, this is the fun part of the challenge. Today, let's look at the first style of the five styles of evangelism. It's the friendship style of evangelism. This style is the style for those who are people people. They love spending 
spending time with friends while also making new ones. They have warm personalities. They absolutely thrive on hanging out with interesting people, sharing good coffee, tea, or some delicious food together, and engaging with them in lively conversations. These are people who like to extend hospitality to others. They're generally not calls-driven or issue-oriented. Rather, they are relationship-oriented with their natural focus being on individuals and their needs. Sounds much like a nurturer primary voice to me. So, This may be your style. Again, take the five voices assessment to see what your primary voice is. There's a link in today's show notes for you to take that free assessment and listen to see if the rest of the description of the friendship style may be your primary style. And keep in mind that this approach is vitally important in our world today to people who are far away from God and dislike church and dislike Christianity. Christians. Many people have had bad religious experiences in the past, so they can be resistant to our invitations to special events or services at the churches we attend and our small groups. But the powerful truth bomb is while they may seem closed spiritually, they usually are open relationally. This is the reason this style of evangelism is so effective. If this is your primary style of evangelism, here's some tips to help equip you to train yourself to become more effective with actively living a lifestyle of evangelism with others. Remember this, Jesus himself often used the friendship building style approach to reach people. He mixed with the crowds. He singled out individuals to talk with and to sometimes answer their questions and other times to ask them questions. Try the style out to see if it works works for you if you are a people person. Hey, whether or not the friendship building style is your primary approach, here are three key skills regarding relationships that every one of us as believers should put into practice. And this is read from Mark Middleberg's Contagious Faith book, pages 45 through 60. So check this amazing wisdom that Mark gives to us through his amazing Contagious Faith book. Number one, Start and strengthen relationships. Mark goes on to say that the Apostle Paul tells us in Colossians 4, 5, be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. For most of us, the primary way we'll be able to share our faith with outsiders is relational. Yet studies show that the majority of us lose most of our non-Christian friends within a few years of coming to faith in Christ. It seems to happen naturally as we get more and more involved in our church and Christian activities. But if we're going to reach our world with the gospel, then this trend must change. I love what Mark Middleberg says here, and I give him an amen. If we're going to reach our world with the gospel, this is a trend we must change, I say to all the church. Mark goes on to say, we need to think and act more like Jesus' disciples 
disciples, Matthew, and like Jesus himself, who lovingly reached out to the people around them in spite of spiritual or cultural differences with them. But where should we begin? These are the primary arenas. Listen to this. This is good. Here are the three primary arenas. Current relationships, lapse, friendships, and new friendships. So what we need to do, Evangelism on Fire Nation, we need to deepen current friendships. We tend to think it's more praiseworthy to start from scratch with strangers and then somehow take them all the way to the point of putting their trust in Christ. I know I have been so guilty of this in the past. You might be able to do that at some point, but to begin, let's follow Matthew's example when we reach out like Matthew did to the guys he knew from work. We said earlier that friends listen to friends. So the most natural place to start is with people we currently know. Let me say that one more time. The most natural place to start out with sharing the gospel is reaching out to people that we already know. Mark goes on to say, here's the reason why we should use this strategy. They already trust us. They are interested in our lives just as we're interested in theirs. And they may already be curious about what makes us tick spiritually, especially if they knew us before and after we put our faith in Jesus. Even though they might not know how to talk about it, they are watching our actions and wondering what motivates us. The key is to simply find ways to get around them more often, including at some point in more private settings where you can have conversations about personal matters. That could include doing what Matthew did by opening your home to those inside and outside the faith, you might invite them for a meal, a party, or a relaxed dessert by the fireplace. The gathering could be built around a natural event like a birthday, a child's graduation, or a holiday. It might be to watch a sporting event that you know your friends or relatives would enjoy seeing together. Such gatherings can be very simple, like telling the neighbors you'd enjoy having them come over on Friday night to help you try out a new recipe or break in a new grill. Or they could be more detailed like having a neighborhood block party, a catered banquet at your home, or a sports night for everyone's kids. There's really no formula. It's just a matter of getting folks together around a common interest or need and then finding ways to encourage discussion. We can also deepen relationships with people we already know by giving some forethought to upcoming times together. For example, if a family reunion or holiday holiday gathering is coming up, prayerfully consider who you should try to get alone with during that time. Then send them a note that says, I'm looking forward to seeing you soon. But while you're in town, I love if we can get together and catch up a bit. Maybe we should go to our old favorite cafe for breakfast. Most relatives will be happy to spend some focused time together and it can become a great setting for a deeper conversation. It can also be a bit more spontaneous, like asking someone after a family meal if they'd like to go for a stroll or to hang out by the fire pit after others go to bed. Or you could take a similar approach with a work colleague during a break time or lunch hour. See if they like to walk a couple of blocks and try out the new coffee shop or just get a little fresh air after a long team meeting. Or offer to go running together, 
shopping at a mall, fishing at a pond, studying for a test, or golfing on a new course. Be creative and tailor your efforts to the interest of the person with whom you want to go deeper. Also, we all tend to be busy, so it's helpful to consider what you're already going to do anyway, and then invite the person to join you in those activities. Are you planning to go for a bike ride or a hike or to the gym or to the park with the family? It doesn't take much more time or energy to ask others to join you, but it could end up making a world of difference in their lives. Of course, Mark says this, and this is obvious, but he knows he needs to mention this in his book. Pray for wisdom and open doors as you try to get closer to the person so you influence them for Christ. Again, those are prayers God loves to answer. And this is the second key skill Mark mentions in his book, Contagious Faith, Renew Lapse Friendships. Hey, listen, we all have people from our past we genuinely like and intended to stay close to, but for no particular reason, we grew apart from them. Maybe they moved to another city after graduation or a promotion at work. This reality provides an opportunity for us because friends from the past are naturally curious to know, hey, whatever happened to you? If you'll make an effort to reconnect, you'll find that they are delighted to hear your voice and anxious to find out where you live, what you are doing now, whether you have a family or generally what's new in your life. This can open up the door to renewed friendships and a chance to talk about what's new in your life spiritually and what that might mean to them as well. And here's the third key skill, start new friendships. In addition, we have almost endless opportunities to form friendships with people we don't know yet, like Jesus did with Zacchaeus. But who are these people and how can we best meet them? First, you can take many of the examples given above and expand them to include new people. If you're going to arrange a meal with a relative around the holidays, does he or she have a new friend you can include? Or if you're going to have a gathering at your house, invite the two or three people who recently moved into your neighborhood. Or you could reach out to the new employee at work who might have some common interests with you and your friends. Or what about people you naturally encounter throughout the week? The guy at the gas station, the lady who delivers the mail, the person who cuts your hair, the babysitter or tutor, the man who fixes your car or works in your yard, the neighbor you see walking the dog, the barista at the coffee shop, or the waiter at the bistro. All of these can turn into chances to have a spiritual influence if we extend ourselves relationally. I'm often amazed, for example, to see how a friend of mine is able to get to know waiters or waitresses. I often joke that he's the master of restaurant outreach. How does he do it? Well, he finds a place he likes and then he goes goes back there often sitting in the same section so he'll be served by the same waiter or waitress. Before you know it, he has learned their name, their spouse's name, and a little about their life. Soon he's praying for their needs, sharing a book with them, inviting them to church, or urging them to get into a small group where they can ask questions. Often these people end up taking significant steps spiritually, and sometimes they end up putting their trust in Christ. 
these are all things we can do, but we need to pray for the Holy Spirit to give us eyes to recognize the opportunities around us and then to give us the wisdom and courage to go through the doors he opens for us. Evangelism on Fire Nation, here's your truth bomb for the day. As you share your faith in Jesus with others through an active lifestyle of evangelism, know this. With every friendship you build, everyone's favorite subject is themselves. Your favorite subject is yourself and everyone's favorite subject is themselves. After all, what is the most popular kind of picture today? Selfies, of course. Ask people that you're speaking with questions about their life, their views, their outlook. What do they think about this or what do they think about that? And don't interrupt them. Instead, try to understand what they are saying. Then lovingly begin to build your bridge of sharing the gospel with them. Here's the thing that we must understand. The gospel message must be clearly, boldly, verbally, let me say that again, verbally and lovingly shared to the person you're speaking to. Paul writes, for since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. That's 1 Corinthians 1.21. Isn't it amazing that God wants you to use your voice to articulate the gospel message to lead people to Jesus as their savior, their redeemer, and their leader. Come on, let's go. And remember that there's not a one-size-fits-all approach to the friendship evangelism style. Hey, stay genuine to the person God created you to be, the real you. Be yourself and continuously practice the friendship style evangelism, and you will get better at honing your skills with evangelism. It's like everything else in life. The more you practice, the better you'll get. Make a decision to engage in the mission of living an active lifestyle of evangelism and make that decision and determination today. Join me next week for part four of our series, Active Lifestyle of Evangelism, and have the best week of your life. Thanks so much for your time with me today. It's been an amazing time and thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it inspired you on your journey of sharing your faith in Jesus with others. Make sure to check out today's podcast show notes for a description of today's show along with other super important details. And also make sure to share this with a friend and subscribe over on Apple Podcast as well. I really appreciate your feedback, Evangelism on Fire Nation. So share a review on Apple and let me know what part of this episode resonated with you the most. And hey, if no one has told you lately, God loves you. I love you. You matter and you have divine purpose. Now it's time to go out there and share the boom, the gospel message with others. Make sure to join me for our next episode.